Good Friday morning. Welcome to Two Coffees. Your boy, the Zoobs, is here. We are just about done talking about spring training baseball because the Blue Jays are just about done playing spring training games. We are one week away from opening day, April 8th. The Blue Jays opening it up at the Sky Dome against the Texas Rangers, the piss-filled pants of the Rangers on display. Marcus Simeon on display. He will be back. Um, Very exciting stuff. But first, we have uh, the rest of spring training to get through. And because it's a truncated schedule, right, we didn't really have the offseason. We're having a shorter-than-normal spring training. There is still plenty of things for the Jays to work out. There is still depth signings to be made. There are still a couple pieces of... Housekeeping, I guess you can say, to take care of for the Blue Jays. They are still adding to both the roster and to the coaching staff some updates along the way with that. The first one, Arash Madani uh, reported on Wednesday, and we got confirmation yesterday with an official news bulletin from the team. Dexter Fowler added to the outfield depth. Uh, the Blue Jays get their man, whether it's Richardi, whether it is Anthopolis, whether it is Ross and Mark. The Blue Jays, when they have a guy in their sights, they find a way to get it done. Uh, Dexter Fowler, goodness, 10 years ago, 8 years ago, uh, was a guy the Blue Jays were hot on the trail of, and he now joins the team. Listen, it's a minor league deal. Uh, He apparently is pretty far away from game action, which of course means he's probably not breaking camp with the team because there is only a week. Uh, There's only a handful of spring games left, so he's probably not going to get into a ton of spring action. He has the invite to spring training, but I do not know, frankly, um, the state of his health as he approaches, you know, sitting on the bench wearing sunglasses. On a personal note, I am very happy. I like Dexter Fowler as a dude. Um, Personal connection, he's an an early 86th birthday. I'm a late 85th birthday. He uh, broke into the league as a 23-year-old. I was making highlights at Sportsnet at the time, so he was sort of um, one of the first prospect guys that I got to sort of um, grow with as a professional and sort of see uh, deliver on some promise and uh, on some promise. And then some, uh, I don't know, he he would never turn into like a superstar, but I think a, a useful player for a lot of teams uh, in a lot of different situations. It, it's you know, we're parsing what he can give the Blue Jays as a 36-year-old uh, off the bench. It's probably not going to be the heights that you expected and the heights that we saw, you know, in 2016 when he was an all-star with the Cubs and he on base was like 400 and he, uh, you know, didn't have a lot of pop but provided good defense and speed and, and drew his walks and made the all-star team. Uh, we're also not getting, you know, we're not getting... 24-year-old Dexter Fowler. We're not getting 26-year-old Dexter Fowler. We're not even getting 33-year-old Dexter Fowler, who was a a decent average player who hit 19 home runs in 2019, the last time he had a full season. Because, of course, 2020 was a half season. or Not even a half season. A a, a 60-game season, and he only played 30 of the games. Uh, He was fine, 700 OPS. But uh, last year, only seven games, his leg exploding and torn ACL. Uh, kind of injury that you absolutely hate anybody to go through. Nevertheless, a, a veteran sort of trying to get um, the last grasps out of his career. But as I said, a a switch hitter, uh, six foot five, a huge dude. Um, you know, going back to 2018 to look at the percentiles, the defense, which was uh, originally sort of the the calling card for him. Uh, Fallen off the outfield jump, the outs above average. He turns into an a below average uh, outfielder. 
the uh, the batting profile draws his walks, doesn't chase a ton, uh, 90th percentile in walk rate. Um, some swing and miss, and and a lot of that, not a ton of hard hit, you know, bottom uh, 11 percentile in the league and hard hit percentage, um, below average whiff rate, the, the expected, all the expected, the slugging, the the batting average, the bail rate, the strikeout rate, all below average, the exit below, very low, um, the outfield jump and the outs above average, also very low. Take a grain of salt, of course, with the defensive metrics, but uh, sprint speed back in 2019 was above average, but we're talking about a guy who has aged two years since then, plus come up a blown ACL. I don't expect uh, speed to be the calling card. So what will the calling card be? Not, it's not going to be speed. It's not going to be power. It's not going to be defense. Uh, it's going to be a decent eye at, at the plate and um, yeah, versatility, I guess. I don't, you know, you set the over-under on innings uh, or games played, uh, played appearances for, for Dexter Fowler in the major leagues this year at 0.5. I would not fault you for taking the under, but a guy... A guy that has major league experience, a guy that is a major leaguer, um, you know, the outfield depth, as we know, there's the uh, three guys that are currently there, two of them probably not who you want, you know, Teoscar and Lourdes probably don't want them involved in in important defensive situations, but one of them is going to have to be uh, Rymel Tapia, of course, as the backup now, providing your plus defense in left field and maybe subbing in to center and then... Now you're into, you know, would you rather have 36-year-old Dexter Fowler or, uh, you know, 28-year-old Josh Palacios with Fowler sort of not, you know, being a a a shadow of a former major leaguer and Palacios never really being a major leaguer in the first place. Um, it's low-risk depth. Uh, there's a very good chance he does not ever appear for the Blue Jays this year. Um, but as I said, um, uh, you know, for me, an emotional, uh, connection, I like Dexter Fowler and I'm happy to finally see him in the Blue Jays colors. It does sort of feel, it did sort of feel seeing that, uh, a little bit like MLB the show where you trade for a guy and you see him in the uniform and you go, that's what it looks like. Damn, Dexter Fowler with the cool sunglasses and the, and the Jays kit. So we'll see what he provides. Uh, if nothing else, a guy that has won a world series with, with the Cubs, it's not nothing. It's not much. But it's not nothing. Dexter Fowler added to your outfield depth. As I said, do not expect. I don't expect to see him in spring, and we will see. He would have to sort of blow the doors off his minor league opportunity to to get that call up. But you never know. These, these things can cascade pretty quickly, and we could be looking at Dexter Fowler taking June at bats for the Blue Jays. But I would not be betting on it. Some other news, the manager, Charlie Montoyo, he received a one-year contract extension with the Blue Jays this morning, uh, around 9.30 in the morning, it got announced by the Blue Jays. Charlie, if you don't know, now you know, 190 and 194 as Blue Jays manager, just three game, or four games under 500, that's a 495 winning percentage, uh, 67 wins in year one, 32 and 28 in that 60 game season in year two, and 91 and 71 last year. Uh, I have no problems with the extension. I don't, you know, I think sometimes the issues with Charlie are a little overblown. I don't know that he did so many things that were so heinous last year that it cost them. There was some, you know, the bullpen wasn't very good. So like going to Dolis was almost like a, a failing of the team uh, more than it was of Charlie's decision making. There was there was some things, you know, there was the going to Chatwood when he was clearly absolutely cooked and uh, they sort of ignored Romano for extended periods and there was some there was some stuff, you know, some small ball and some things here and there, but 
I don't know that he kept them from being a 95-win team last year. That being said, this year and next year, I think is the first time we even have the potential for Charlie to be on the hot seat. We talked about this in 2019, was that it's sort of hard to even gauge success or failure for him this year because the the pieces aren't really there for them to be a competitive team. He's just sort of trying to turn these rookies and prospects into major leaguers. And now they are major leaguers. They're good major leaguers. The team has stated out loud they plan on winning more than 91 games this year. So if we're a healthy chunk of time into this season and the Blue Jays are not on a 56, 57, 58 winning percentage pace, then you may actually hear for the first time some whisperings about the hot seat for Charlie Montoya. I don't think it had been possible before this year for him to be on the hot seat. I don't think he especially deserved before this year to be on the hot seat. But, I mean, what can you, what, what more can you ask of him? He, he basically guided them through a rebuild uh, and back into contention at about a 500 record, and now the pressure will be on to be a winning manager, to be a guy. Can he be a guy who takes a team to 95 wins? Can he be a guy who manages a 100-win team? We will see. I'm very interested to see how this works because, um, you know, a lot of stuff on this team this year is going to be fairly obvious. I think the, the, the first five guys in the lineup you sort of can't screw up no matter how you put it together. Uh, the rotation is going to be, you know, pick pick one of your four, five, six, seven, if you want to extend it to Stripling and Pearson, um, guys that you can start. It's not going to be a ton of question marks to be too creative with it. But the bullpen is a bunch of guys who are about this equal talent. So we'll see how he manages that. He'll see how he manages the hot hands in the bullpen. We'll see how he manages the, the matchups, uh, who gets used when. I think that is going to be the real sign here because I think the starters – and the lineup starters are pretty set in stone. There's not a ton of bench depth. So, you know, the guys who start are going to be the guys who start. And the guys who don't, won't. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that bullpen usage gets. Because you have a bunch of guys that are reliable to good. Um, that's a fungible thing. And, and there's no real, like, other than Romano, there's no real guy that you go to to get your big stops. So we will see how Charlie navigates that and uh, this year and next. So so what I would say a, a fairly well-deserved a uh, little run there for Charlie Montoyo. And now he gets the extension, so we will have Charlie around through the 2023 season, barring the firing of Charlie Montoyo or something to go horribly wrong, which is possible. I will say, other than that, uh, back on the field, not a ton going on with the Blue Jays this week. We saw the lineup that I think they, they hinted at. We saw hints that the Blue Jays considered uh, Thursday's lineup to be pretty close to opening day. And Thursday's lineup had Alejandro Kirk behind the plate and Kevin Biggio in right field with Lourdes Gurriel DHing Ante Oscar in left. I personally, of course, do not think Kevin Biggio is a corner anything. Uh, not a corner infielder, not a corner outfielder, but I get uh, needing the depth and I get sort of him playing all over the ballpark as part of the appeal to this team, but not, yeah, it's not for me, not for me. Um, I will let Jake bask in the everyday outfielder, Kevin Biggio glory. Um, I think personally, I would, my opening day lineup has uh, Danny Jansen in it, but uh, so it goes. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to be just about done talking about minor league baseball. We, we talked about Greg Bird about all we can talk about. We talked about Kevin Biggio as a bounce back guy about all we can talk about. Um, we already had, I mean, we've already, we're already past Josh Palacios sort of level. And speaking of Palacios, uh, a few more 
demotions down to the minor league spring training camp. Jeremy Beasley, Joe Biagini, Jordan Groshans, and a handful of pitchers that you may or may not care about. They're joining guys like Adrian Hernandez, uh, Aralvis Martinez, Anthony Kay, Thomas Hatch, and Josh Palacios and Gabriel Moreno as gentlemen at the minor league camp. As the major league camp gets thinner and thinner and we get closer and closer to opening day, which is, as I said, a week away. We have a couple voicemails in the mailbox. I'm going to save one of them. One of them is really good. I'm going to save for the main show on Monday night. But let's check out a voicemail. Hey, guys. Really glad to hear that the show is back and that you guys are talking weekly now. I just wanted to know if you think the best version of the Blue Jays lineup at the end of the season includes Danny Jansen or not. Thanks. Listen. Yes, as I said, Danny Jansen, in my mind, is a guy that is uh, part of the best version of this team. I know that uh, maybe it seems crazy because Jano, sort of when he's been cold, is cold uh, out loud. But, I mean, last year, put it together pretty darn good. Coming back from that injury, came came together pretty darn good. For all the talk we hear about Alejandro Kirk being the DH and Alejandro Kirk being a hitter, uh, that in lesson, I, I, all the talk, I'm one of the guys doing the talking, um, but Alejandro Kirk being a full-time DH, um, Danny Jansen's OPS was, was higher last year. The slugging was higher last year. Jana with that ambush pop, uh, has that ability. His, Danny Jansen's WRC plus higher than Matt Chapman's last year. So Jano, a guy when he's got it going, uh, could be a dangerous hitter and that ambush power at the bottom of the lineup, that plus glove. Uh, the the plus framing and good arm at the bottom of the lineup I think is useful. I think he's a good catcher. I think if you wanted to start going through, fuck it, I'll do it. You want to look at the catchers in the American League. Am I crazy to think Danny Jansen could make the All-Star team if he starts the year the way he ended the year? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'll get it on wax. I'll get it on record to say I think it could be possible. We are not especially rich in American League catchers at this moment. So give me the Danny Jansen minutes. Give me the Danny Jansen at-bats. Uh, I am in the tank for Jano behind the plate this year. Hopefully he can stay healthy. I think staying healthy has been uh, part of the issue with him throughout a number of things. The uh, spring OPS, I mean, what do you want? Spring OPS, 978. Uh, Entering the prime, 27 years old, entering his prime, I think a guy ready to get after it this year. Give me Jano, 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 Jano. Give me not. Kevin Biggio was a corner outfielder. Thank you very much. Uh, just my personal preference. Corner outfield. Maybe I'm too old school with my like corner outfield's got to be a strong arm and a good hitter and yada yada, and not what what Kevin Biggio is, which is you know a, a middle infield walk rate guy with some with some pop. Anyway, I'm so sick of talking about spring training lineups. I'm so ready for opening day. It's a week away. Oh, I cannot wait. Uh, if you're looking for more. Less than Jays as we head into the weekend and get ready for next week, the last week of spring training. Our Patreon-exclusive show, Jays of Our Lives, dropped yesterday. Episode 2 was about Shannon Stewart, the quintessential left fielder for Blue Jays fans of a certain age. If you want to check that out, here is a small sample of what that episode sounded like. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. He was sort of, to me, is, is like the definitive left fielder growing up. Yeah. Is like, this is what a left fielder is. It's like a guy who, uh, it, 
it, it makes a lot of contact and and it's a pretty good it's pretty good fielder a pretty good base runner like he seemed like a good all around player you know yeah he was impression. a slight a very very slight defensive liability going by his career numbers he has a career or of 24.9 and a career d war of negative 4.3 so not not by any means a bad defensive player yeah but uh i guess we'll jump to interesting tidbits now uh in high school he injured his shoulder playing football which weakened his arm Ah. which caused him to be run on quite frequently, which uh, I think maybe contributes to some of his defensive liability, uh, defensive lapses. Sure. But also played 14 years in the major leagues with a weakened arm Wild. as a left fielder the whole time. And 2003, Shannon Stewart finished fourth <laughs> in MVP voting. Ahead of, ahead of Ortiz and, <laughs> Manny. and Manny and Nomar. I had no idea. Wow. This. Wow. The 2003 Blue Jays won 86 games. That's, a, that's finished, wild. They finished third in the American League East. They had Roy Halladay leading the pitching staff. They had Carlos Delgado absolutely lighting up the world. They had Carlos Delgado, by the way, hit 42 home runs that year. Good for 145 RBIs. Vernon Wells had 215 hits that year with 33 home runs. This was a good team. You had that was Orlando Hudson at second base. Eric Eric Hinsky, not great. <laughs> On that team, Reed Johnson not great on that team. Josh they have, Phelps, they have okay. who was who was pitching besides Halliday though? Who was? I, well, that's that's what. Let's say that did in. He had Roy Halliday went twenty two and seven, <laughs> struck out two hundred and four guys. Next up, you have Corey Lytle who went twelve and fifteen with oh, an ERA dear. over five. Dear oh dear, that's Jays of Our Lives on patreoncom slash less than Jays. That show is available in the nine dollar tier. You get days of our lives you get mailbags which we are due to record uh, after month one and we also just hit our stretch goal where i am headed to arby's to eat an arby's reuben on camera i'm gonna make my wife film me eating an arby's reuben uh that is coming up in the coming weeks lots going on very appreciative of all you folks over there at patreon.com slash less than jays to get us to that hump to get us to the arby's reuben sandwich up next is uh trivia if we get 10 more subs trivia night quarterly that's a pretty exciting idea and my wife is a trivia expert so that's gonna rule uh if you want to be a part of that as i said all those extra shows are on the nine dollar tier patreon.com slash less than jays you get the mailbags you get jays of our lives you get the episodes extended out the episodes 15 to 20 minutes longer 10 to 15 to 20 minutes longer more banter uh more mailbag questions every single mailbag question gets answered on the extended show you get that at nine dollar tier you also get that one extended deal the extended deal at the five dollar tier you get the extended shows, you get it early, you get it ad-free, or the $3 tier, just to say, hey guys, good luck, you get the shows early, you get the Tuesday show Monday night, and uh, you get it without ads. Once we start cramming this son of a bee with ads, uh, you get to uh, avoid that, which is nice. Do As I said, get all that, patreon.com slash less than jays. Uh, otherwise, I will talk to you on Tuesday. It is going to be the season preview as we wind down spring training. And then a week from today, it's opening day. Blue Jays and Rangers, the piss-soaked Texas Rangers coming to town uh, to Toronto. I am so excited. I cannot wait. 
And that is all to come next week. Until then, have a great weekend. And thank you for stopping by for two coffees.